Well, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're so glad that you're here with us this morning. We're glad to those who are joining us online. If you have a Bible, you might be opening it to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. It's already been mentioned how uh, wonderful yesterday's men's breakfast was. If you're a man and you've not been coming to that, I would encourage you to, to, to come to that um, next time we have it in, in February. And if you're a lady and think that you're missing out, well, next Saturday they're going to have a ladies' brunch. And so would encourage you to attend that as well. And so we've been in the Gospel of John, and we've been going through, traveling through, and, and, and looking at Jesus and what he does and learning from his teachings. And this morning we're in John chapter 7. We want to begin in verse 14. Hear the words of the Lord. About the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began teaching. And the Jews therefore marveled, saying, How is it that this man has learning when he has never studied? And so Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory, but the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him there is no falsehood. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? And the crowd answered, You have a demon. Who is seeking to kill you? And Jesus answered them, I did one work, and you all marvel at it. Moses gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision, so that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because on the Sabbath I made a man's whole body well? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. The word of God is living and active. We do more than just read the Bible. We encounter Jesus through his word. And this happens in various ways depending on on, on what it is we are reading. Sometimes Jesus speaks directly to us, like in the beginning of the Gospel of John where he asks, what are you seeking? Those are questions, not, that's a question not only to his disciples, but to us as well. And other times we encounter Jesus in different ways. We may need to see ourselves in the story or use our imagination. And our text this morning invites imagination. Jesus shows up to the temple and he begins to teach. And people are amazed at his ability especially because he has not been trained. And he begins to receive pushback. He begins to receive criticism because of three things. First of all, who he is. He is a craftsman without a home. He is not a a teacher of the law. He's not went to rabbi school. He's not who you would expect to be teaching in the temple. And then what he says, his teachings are not easily received as we saw last week. He taught and then a lot of people left. They, they went away. 
And so his teachings can be challenging at times. And then finally, because of what he does, he heals on the Sabbath. And this is controversial. Now, we could read these verses in chapter 7 and think about you know, how foolish the Jews were in Jesus' day because they were unable to recognize the Messiah. We, we could read these verses and we could distance ourselves from the people in the text. We could put them down while building ourselves up. And we could end up feeling pretty good about ourselves by doing nothing, not making any changes to our lives. But what good would that do? Not much. Instead, we need to understand that humanity has not changed in 2,000 years. We are still the same. All the problems that we read about in the Bible are are the same problems that, that we face today. And so because of this, we cannot read the Bible as, well, you know, that, that was them, but it's not us. We cannot read the Bible like that Pharisee in, in Luke chapter 18 who prayed to God, God, I thank you that I'm not like all these other people. Instead, we are to read the Bible like the tax collector in Luke 18 who prayed, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Because when we open up the pages of Scripture, it reveals our sins. But thank goodness, we do not have to rely on our own righteousness to get us out of this mess. If that were the case, we would be lost. We would be without hope. The good news is that we serve a God who is gracious And we do not have to be afraid of Scripture revealing our faults because God is gracious and He wants to forgive us. Amen? Amen. The Jews in our text today are are more like us than we realize. They lived holy and upright lives, probably more holy than most of us. They revered Scripture and they did their absolute best to live by it. And they were Messiah people. They were, they were longing for the Messiah. They were, they were looking for him. And yet, many of them missed him when he was right in front of them. And so we need to ask ourselves, what happened? What went wrong? <coughs> and, and, and these are serious questions for us to wrestle with. You know, one thing that might help us understand is for us to use our imagination. (coughs) Excuse me. And so uh, John 7 and verse 14 tells us that Jesus went to the temple and he began to teach. This is how the text opens. And so imagine just for a moment if Jesus showed up here today and he began to teach. You know, what would that look like? And probably more importantly, how would we we respond to that? And so, let's just, you know, spend spend a moment thinking about that. Just, 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 Just imagine it. What if he was not dressed as 
we would expect him to dress. You know, maybe he had on some different clothing. And maybe he would not even be allowed to, to teach in some churches because he did not have the proper attire. And we may think, well, that's, that's kind of silly. But I'll tell you, I remember one time I received a phone call from a man and he said to me, if you ever wear that again, I won't be back at church. And what we can do as human beings is we can construct some strange ideas about what is acceptable and what is not. And if we're not careful, we may come up with with our own rules that that really have nothing to do with Scripture. Now, now let's just assume this morning that that we're good people and we're going to let Jesus teach no matter what he's wearing. But then how would we respond to his teaching? And I guess it depends on on, on what it is that, that he teaches But when you look at Jesus' teaching, what what we see is that he often surprises people. He often challenges people. And so what challenging things would he say to us? What if he came here this morning and he told us, go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor? Would we listen politely? Would we walk out? What if he began to tell a favorable story about our enemies? A story where he, he makes our enemy the, the hero. Would we receive this teaching with open hearts or would we maybe grumble a little bit? What if he led us in a, in a prayer for all those who had wronged us in, in some way? Would we pray along with him? Or would we be too upset, too mad? You know, it's not hard to imagine Jesus saying something that would be controversial or maybe a little bit difficult to accept. Because when he came into our world, he he turned that world upside down. And, And if we were to meet Jesus, he would change our life in some way. He would challenge us in some way. And the question is, would we accept it? Would we embrace whatever change that that Jesus offers? Or would we stick with what we know? Would we choose business as usual? Imagining Jesus showing up one morning and, and teaching, it helps It does not make it easier, but it helps us understand how we are like the the people in the Bible that we read about. It, It helps us hear Jesus speak directly to us, which we desperately need. When we when we read scripture, we don't need to always be hearing Jesus speaking to others. Because if this is what we're hearing, then we begin to think, you know, all these things that he is saying is for those other people. It's not for me. And that's not how we're to read the Bible. We need to hear Jesus speak to us. And, and his words need to wash over us. They need to transform us. They need to both challenge us 
and comfort us. We need to listen to Jesus so that we can become the the person that he wants us to be. Now, when Jesus teaches at the temple, why do people begin to accuse him of being demon-possessed? This is like, you know, if someone were to come in here today and we may say, well, that person's crazy. They're, they're out of their mind. That's, this is what they're saying about Jesus. You know, if people were, were looking for the Messiah, you know, this, this is what they wanted. What keeps them from hearing his message? We may ask ourselves, what keeps followers of Jesus from receiving and practicing the words of Jesus. You know, it's not enough for us to just nod our heads in agreement on Sunday morning. If we take Jesus seriously, then we're going to do what he says. We're going to live out his teachings. Well, Jesus points to two things that that keep us from hearing him clearly. And the first one is impure motives impure motives. And so if you look at verse 18, he says, the one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. But the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him there is no falsehood. And so again, we return to the question that that Jesus begins with uh, in the, in the, uh, the gospel of John, and that is, what are you seeking? Are we seeking our own glory Or are we seeking the glory of God? And what we are seeking is going to affect how we hear Jesus and how we read Scripture. Because when we seek something, what happens is we are setting ourselves on a path. And and the path that we set ourselves on, that, that leads to what we are seeking. And if something gets in the way and and is blocking us from our goal, then we're going to find some way to to get around it or or past it. We want to to kind of leave it behind because it's in the way and it's hindering us from getting to where we want to go. And so if we're seeking our own glory, then following Jesus and his teaching that's just, that's just something that's getting in our way. And we may not admit this. We may not you know, give up calling ourselves Christian. The Jews in this story, they, they didn't stop worshiping God. They didn't stop looking for the Messiah. What we'll do is we'll find some way to just dismiss Jesus' teaching. We'll just explain it away. We'll, we'll ignore it because it does not align with this other thing that we're seeking. We'll find some way around it. Well, so if we want to have ears that hear and we want to receive the words of Jesus, then our motives need to be pure. We need to be seeking God's glory, not our own. We need to to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And when we do this, the, the words of Jesus, they, they open up to us and we begin to see in a different light. We understand what is being said and we don't try to get around it or avoid it. 
We accept it. Even though we're not perfect. Even though we often fail. We seek Jesus and and His will, knowing that, that God is gracious and He's going to help us every step of the way. The other thing that that keeps us from hearing Jesus clearly is a cloudy judgment. Cloudy judgment. In verse 24, Jesus says, Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. And so some of the Jews who heard Jesus did not recognize him because their vision was blurred. They were not seeing properly. They were judging by appearances. And and what they saw was an uneducated craftsman. They saw a man who works on the Sabbath. And they did not see the Son of God. They, They did not recognize Jesus for who He truly is. And and what we have to contemplate is if our vision is blurred in any way. Because all of us have allegiances, we have desires, and and we need to consider if if anything that, that we are loyal to is keeping us from seeing Jesus for who He truly is. And we must look deep inside ourselves to make sure that that we're not looking at Jesus through a lens that is distorting him in some way. Because we don't want to miss Jesus's life-giving words. We don't want to miss his his teaching. And and this is always a possibility because it, it, it happened to people in Jesus's day and we're not unlike them. And so We need to approach Jesus and his teaching with humility. We need to understand going in that that he is God and we are not. And if we find his words challenging, then let them challenge us. If his words rebuke us, then we need to listen and repent. If his words cause us to change how, how we're living or, or, or maybe how we're thinking, then we need to welcome this change. Because Jesus knows better than we do. He is wiser than we are. His, his, his words are, are God-breathed. They are food for our souls. And, and we need Jesus. And if we have to humble ourselves or or rid our lives of certain things in order to see Him clearly and receive His teachings, then so be it. Because that's that's a small price to pay in order to receive the words of eternal life. You know, one of the reasons that people did not welcome Jesus and His teachings in the temple is because of this earlier incident that happens in John chapter 5. It's there that that Jesus heals a man on on the Sabbath. And and this was controversial. People were going about gossiping and talking about, "Did did you hear what Jesus did? Can you believe this? 
And word spread that, that Jesus was doing this thing that, that many people disapproved of. And it was such a big deal that, that Jesus speaks directly about this incident. It says, Jesus answered them, I did one work, and you all marvel at it. Moses gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision so that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me? Because on the Sabbath I made a man's whole body well. What's the problem here? You know, we may scratch our heads kind of and say, why is healing a person on the Sabbath such a big deal? Well, the, the, the people upset were focusing on the letter of the law and they had completely missed the spirit of the law. And Jesus here in this statement, he points out their hypocrisy. He says, all, all of you will go out and you will circumcise on the Sabbath. But then you get upset with me because I come and I heal a man on the Sabbath. And he's pointing out the hypocrisy of the crowd here. And this type of thing, it's, it's still a problem today. Again, it's just sort of human nature. There was a story last week that, that went viral about this judge who, who uh, ridiculed this 72-year-old man. He, he was a cancer patient. And he's going, he has cancer, and he's going through all these cancer treatments. He's 72 years old, and, and he was before a judge because he had failed to mow his yard. And the judge is just laying into them, and she, and she was ridiculing him. And, and this man was unable to, to mow his yard because of his condition, and yet the judge fined him, and, and this is what she said to him. You should be ashamed of yourself. If I could give you jail time on this, I would. Now, did this man break the law? Yeah, he did. Was the judge within her limits or, or within the limits of the law uh, to fine this man? And, and the answer to that is yes, she was. But let me ask you this. Was she right in doing so? And, and I would hope most of us would say no. Absolutely not. She acted in accordance with the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. Now, Jesus did not break the law in any way. But, but something similar is happening here. People were overly focused on the letter of the law. They wanted to make sure that, that this law is not going to be violated in any way. And in doing this, they had completely missed the spirit of the law. They were overlooking the heart of the law. And therefore, they did not recognize Jesus or, or what he was doing. They missed his grace and mercy because it did not align with their legalism. And when we read passages like our text this morning, we must be careful. Because humanity is still the same. 
And we can be just like the the people that we read about, and, and often we are. But the good news is that we don't have to be. That Jesus loves us, and he wants us to see him for who he truly is. He wants us to, to recognize the, this grace and mercy that he has that, that others missed. He, he wants to heal us just as he healed that man on the Sabbath. He wants to cure us of our blindness so that we can see what we need to see. And even though we mess up from time to time and don't get it right, Jesus is still waiting with open arms. And if you faltered this last week, just as I did, don't give up. The grace that that Jesus offers is for you too. Receive it and, and keep following Jesus. And don't worry what others say. Don't listen to the critics. Listen to Jesus. And see him for who he truly is, a a gracious and merciful Savior who is ready and willing to heal at all times and in all places. And this is the heart of God. Don't miss it. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you this morning and we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love. Sometimes we get distracted. We uh, can't believe the words that we read in Scripture that, that you love us so deeply and you love us so much, but it's true, Father. May we listen with open ears. May we see with open eyes. May we come to understand who you are. And may we be transformed by what we see and what we hear. We're so grateful for Jesus, his life, his teaching. We're grateful for how far he was willing to go to to come to this earth, to live amongst us, and to die on the cross. We pray this in his name. Amen. Now receive this blessing from the book of Jude. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen.